Read with your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. It is the book for any book lover. It's become a runaway hit in Korea, and the novel has hit number one on bestseller list here in Singapore. I am thrilled to bring to you the book. Welcome to the Hunam Dong Bookshop. It's been described as magical, a love letter to books and readers. Uh, as an invitation to a heartwarming space and experience. It's even been described as healing. It's the debut novel of Korean author Huang Bo Rim and it's entered the English market thanks to the work of its English translator, Singaporean Shana Tan, who joins me live. How did you get involved in this project? Oh, <laughs> thanks, Michelle. So, yes, um... It is a very long journey, but for this particular project, um, I was approached by Bloomsbury because um, I was recommended by my mentor, Anton He, to them. And Anton, um, he is the translator of, I think, his most famous for his BTS book. He's the translator of the BTS book wow. and also books like um, I Want to Die, But I Want to Eat Topoki, oh, yeah. which is super popular. Super, super popular indeed. So how did he become your mentor? Well, I applied for this mentorship program that um, is under the National Centre for Writing in Norwich in the UK. Mm-hmm. And that is actually a program for emerging literary translators. Mm-hmm. And I applied for it specifically because he was the mentor for the Korean to English trend. Yes, this trend. And I was like, I want him to be my mentor because... I was a huge fan guy. I am a huge fan of him. <laughs> yes, for good reason. It's an amazing book. It's become sort of a cultural moment almost picking up that book, which I think this book has the potential to be. So let's talk about Welcome to the Hunam Dong Bookshop. It's hit number one here in Singapore yes, uh, on bestseller list, I yes. believe, already. So why do you think a book seemingly about the principles of book selling, which seems to be a very dated industry. Why do you think it's done so well in Korea and, and also here in Singapore in English? Well, I mean, it's a book about bookshops and definitely that is a genre on its own. And people who love books will want to read it. And that's a huge number of people. Yay, already. book yes. readers! Yeah, and also I think, well, also one thing, the cover... How can you look at the cover and not think this is a great book to pick up because like right. it's so cozy, it's heartwarming. And well, I think what makes this book a little bit different from the other books um, about bookshops is that it really feels as if you are stepping into a bookshop and you're getting book recommendations from booksellers. I love that because yes. uh, a bookshop the best bookshops, if, if you're a nerd like me and you love books, aren't just about a, a transaction going in and getting a book. It, it also feels like maybe, you know, that bar and cheers where you go to and people know your name. Exactly, yes. And it feels like a, a very inviting space. I'm glad you brought the cover up because the cover evokes that, I think, sense of you're stepping into the safe space almost. Yes. So I think a lot of readers have said that this is like a safe space for them. And they feel very comforted reading the book because it's as if you are inside a bookshop talking to the bookseller 
talking to the barista, talking to the regular customers in the bookshop. And that is, I think, what we all want, right? And especially these days where there's so much stress going on. Yeah, that's what we want, want community, yes. right? Exactly. You're all gathered there because you have this shared love uh, for books. And so it's this unique, comfortable, inviting space. How important was it for you? Because this is the first book you've translated from Korean to English. Yes. Did you pick and choose your first project? Tell us about how this happened. Yeah, so I think this one, I have already wanted to read it. Yeah, because I mean, it was doing so well in Korea. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read it. And it just happened that I was approached by Bloomsbury because they were interested in the book already. And they were looking for someone to kind of like do a sample, to kind of show them like, oh, what exactly is this book about? And I jumped on the chance because you get to read the book, you get to translate something. And yeah, so they really love this. And that's why um, they bought the rights to the English edition and they got me to translate it. So Bloomsbury came to you. Yes. And said, we want <laughs> you to translate this book, even though no other book that you've translated from Korean exists right now, right? Yes. Except for this. So this it's a lot yeah. of like trust that was given to me. Unbelievable. Uh, what I mean, what an opportunity. You're a native English and Mandarin speaker, but also fluent in Korean. You speak Japanese, you speak Thai, and you told me that you picked up Korean. You, you're self-taught? Yeah, self-taught. So it's been about 15 years since I started learning Korean on my own. Why did you start? Well, I think it's one of those things where I just wanted a hobby. And, you know, after A-levels, you had a lot of time. And I was like, okay, why not just try learning a language? But, you know, it's one of those decisions you would be thinking, oh, three months later, I'm just going to be like, okay, time for a new hobby. But it's stuck. And, yeah, I'm stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent 15 years and counting, and I'm still... Self-taught? So, all the yes. way? Uh, almost. I would say like 98%. <laughs> How amazingly be, like, good do you have to be at teaching yourself a language to be able to translate a book from Korean to I mean, English? it's a lot of hard work because back then there wasn't all the apps. Mm-hmm. So, and books were rare too because you don't really do online did you do the yeah, I don't do online How shopping? How did you do this? <laughs> well, you just like use every resource that you can find. You're amazing. Incredible. Shannon Tan joining me live in the studio, the Singaporean translator for the Korean bestseller, Welcome to the Hyunam Dong Bookshop. So, it, it, you know, most of us think that there's a script to life, right? You go to university, you marry someone decent, you get that great job. But then what happens when you burn out? Does this book also cover, do you think, um, mental health issues in a very contemporary way? Yes, it is. Because like, I mean, Yongju, she is the book she is our protagonist. She's burnt out. And she, well, she actually took a rather extreme decision in that she completely cut off her old life and goes to open a new bookshop in Seoul in a residential neighborhood that she had never stepped into. Very quiet neighborhood. Yes. Why does she start a bookshop? Well, she loved books. Right. And she wanted to kind of find the joy of reading again because she remembered how she was the most happy when she was reading as a kid. And because she's so burnt out, she's so emotionally drained. And she just wanted to find that spark of happiness again. And back to books it is. I love talking to you. It's reigniting my my goal of starting my own bookshop, I think. I know, right? You and me both. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Um, Did you have to work with the actual author in order to make sure the, the, the spirit of this book came through your translation? 
Well, the author, she, Huang Borum, she's really nice and she gave me a lot of freedom to do whatever I want. And I think that is also part of the trust that she has in me. Well, it's not easy, right? Because like, you know, for every author, their book, and this was her first novel too. Yeah. So it was very important to her. Right. Yes. But she just trusted that I will keep that voice and keep that vibes in it. Did you run any decisions past her at all? Well, yes. I mean, like, there were just little things that I clarified with her because her writing was so good. You know, when you have an author who writes really well, the job as a translator is much easier because, like, there isn't really ambiguous bits that, you know, you have to ask her, oh, you know, mm, what, what is this bit talking about? It was just so clear. And her voice was so just perfect. And it's very easy to translate her in that sense. And this is very calming. So I spent about six months translating this book. And I think it's the best six months. Because you are literally kind of like being in a bookshop all the time oh. while you're translating this book. Oh, I want yes. to be in a bookshop for six months and just yeah, emerge right. at the end of that six months. Yeah, so a lot of people ask me, so what are the challenges of translating this book? And I was like, mm, yes, I mean, yes, we can talk about challenges, but I want to talk about the joy. It was mostly joyous? Yeah, it was mostly joy. Is it easy translating from Korean to English? I mean, are there like sort of direct words or does one word have a hundred thousand different shades? Well, it's not that easy because like, when you talk about the word order between Korean and English, it's completely different. Because like in English, okay, let's do a bit more geeky talk. <laughs> so in English, we have the SVO word order, which means the subject, verb, object. The verb comes in the middle. Yeah. Right? But in Korean, the verbs comes at the end. Okay. It's like SOV order. Okay. And this means that in Korean, the verb, which is like often the most important bit of a sentence, it comes at the end and the suspense just builds up naturally. Right? Uh -huh. You know, you just build up, build up the suspense and then come to the end and it's the verb. But... That would be kind of lost in English because the verb comes first. Right. So then you have to decide how do you kind of like change, massage the sentence a little bit to make sure that it carries that same speed, that same kind of suspense as in Korean. So the vibes are very important mm -hmm. in a book mm -hmm. because, and that is what I believe in also, that, you know, what we are translating is not just words. We are translating the vibes of the story. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Was there a character that was especially difficult to translate into English? Um, I don't think there was really a difficult character, but I mean, as with every book, we all have our favourite characters. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's more of like, who do I enjoy translating more? Okay. Yes. And who did you enjoy the most? Well, it's actually Min Jun, the barrister, because I think his story is kind of the closest to mine and I feel a lot for the things that he went through. Can you share an example? Yes, because for uh, Min Jun, he has a lot of, he thinks a lot about um, Korea. Because, like, you know, he graduated from a good university, but he couldn't find a job. And he was having this dilemma of, like, why? You know, I got into a good university, I got, into good, I got good grades, but why is it so difficult to find a respectable job? 
and he started thinking about his career choices and like do I want to or do I need to be in a so-called like office job, a nine-to-five job? Mm. Or can I find something else that I like? Mm. Yeah, I think this is the dilemma that a lot of us would have at some point in time, thinking about our career choices and thinking about expectations of parents, of society. And I think that hit me deep. <laughs> Shannon Tan is the Singaporean translator for the Korean bestseller, Singapore bestseller as well. It's called Welcome to the Hyunam Dong Bookshop. And it's an invitation to step into the world of being in a dream bookshop. It is like yes, the dream bookshop. Now, we're talking about the world of work and how you resonated with this character. Talk to us about you. We want to get to know you, Shana. You were previously a civil servant working in diplomacy. Um, yes, I was actually in the Ministry of Trade and Industry, where I was um, part of the team handling Singapore's economic diplomacy with um, Northeast Asia markets. So that would be like China, Japan, Korea, etc. What did an average day look like for you then? How does it compare with the work you do now? Well, it's very different because back then there was always a lot of things going on. It was a very busy time period, I guess, because um, the working hours are not just 9 to 5. <laughs> you can be working earlier than that and end later than that. And it's very different from right now where it's on my own time, on target. Yeah, but that means I have to be a lot more disciplined because there is no boss there is no one who will be like, you know, oh, I need this by tonight. You like that freedom? Um, yes, definitely. Because like, um, I do like managing my own time. And I think it works for me. Does this mean you're a full-time book translator? Um, well, Literary translator? Working towards it, I would say. So I think I'm like one of the characters in the books because everyone in the book is like in the middle of something. They are at a car crossroad and they are thinking, okay, you know, where should I go from here? And I think that is also why I love this book so much because the characters are not, it's not so neat. It's not as if that, you know, you start a book by having them start something and by the end of the book, they kind of finished a project or something. Mm -mm -mm. But at the end of the book, like all the characters seem to have moved forward a little bit, a few steps forward. So we've talked about sort yes. of work-life balance, stress, um, this idea of starting a bookshop, the bookshop as a space, the bookseller's decisions, uh, which seems so esoteric, but they're, they're chapters in this book. Talk about how the book is divided, how it unfolds. Yeah, so this is a slice of life novel, which is a little bit different from a typical novel that you would expect mm -hmm. because like, you can read it from cover to cover, but every chapter can be a standalone chapter. And that is also because the author herself, she was an essay writer. She writes collection of essays and that kind of seeped into her writing for fiction. And when you read this, it kind of feels like a collection of essays mm. somehow. And it just means that every chapter feels like a brand new day in Hyunam Dong Bookshop. So you can kind of like step into the bookshop at any day, on any day, right? Does this mean you can flip around the book should you feel like and not really lose uh, the flow? Mm, in that sense, yes. But of course, I would still recommend that you read from cover to cover. On in the, the order that it yes. is laid out. And afterwards, I think even for myself, sometimes when I feel a little bit like, you know, down under the weather and I just want something comforting, I would find a particular chapter and I just read that. Would so, you say comforting is the main vibe of this book? 
Yes, it's comforting and it feels like a friend. It feels like a safe space because, like, um, this book it doesn't tell you answers. It just asks you the right questions to nudge you to think a little bit more, to reflect a little bit more. But they don't tell you the answers, and you don't feel pressured because, like, you know, some books might be overly positive, and you're just like, but life isn't that positive. Right, and you kind of feel a little bit more pressured by reading those kind of books、mm. because you know everything feels too good. But、yeah. this one, you see the characters struggle, and that's why you resonate with them, and you see them move a few steps forward, and you feel motivated in that sense, and it's very gentle. Is like, there anything they, particularly Korean about this book?、Mm. Everything is Korean about this. As in the culture, is, does it transport、yes. you to Korea in a sense? Definitely. So, like,、um, I read a reader review who said that you know reading this book feels like going back to Seoul to a cafe and drinking iced americano, and I was like, I've succeeded in creating that vibe. <laughs> Yeah. Have you been to Korea? Yeah, of course, many times. Many times.、Yes. In fifteen years of learning the yes, language yourself. Yes, in fifteen years. Because like um last time I think before COVID <laughs> as with everything else, um I used to go there every year, so it's um kind of like a second home for me I would say.、And、what is it about drinking a cafe latte in Korea that、uh, is so evocative? Do you think? Well, it has to be an ice americano. <laughs>、uh, I'm sorry, ice americano.、Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's just the vibes. It's very hard to describe vibes, right? Because like、um, I think it's just like the peace, and that that feeling, that sense of tranquility, that sense of like calmness,、mm. and it's just hard to describe unless you have been there、mm-hmm. and did that. But the fact that you know readers have been telling me that oh they feel that vibe, and I thought that. What is what make me really happy? Balm for the soul has been described as this book. Welcome to the Hyunam Dong Bookshop. So our protagonist starts this bookshop, has never had any experience in bookselling, right? Yeah, she didn't. So she's brand new at bookselling, and, and she's learning that, everything from yes, scratch. Yes, learning everything from scratch, and this is not an easy decision, right? At some point, you know, to really jump into something brand new, no matter how much you like books, because book selling becomes a business, and she has employees, which means that she has to be responsible for their livelihood too. Okay, so we're money FM, so I have to ask the money question. Is there anything about getting a good business off the ground that you think someone can get from this book? Hmm, I think that what I like about this book is that it doesn't romanticize book selling. Because a lot of times, because of our love for books, we keep thinking that oh, you know, as long as we have passion, and something will work. But here, I think they gave us a very grounded reality of book selling, and they talk about on maybe some months they can't even make ends meet.、Mm. Yes, and I think like that is important because we can't just romanticize everything, but they make it seem very grounded. They talk a lot about the challenges of、yeah. book selling. And I think that's what you can get from it. That you know, it's something that you may want to try, but you have to be aware that it may fail any point in time. I always get alarmed at the ever decreasing number of bookshops here in Singapore. What's it like in Korea? Well, I think in Korea, I do not know the specifics, but I would say the rent is possibly cheaper, and that is a huge reason why it's very hard to survive. 
as a bookshop in Singapore because it's so expensive. And a lot of times bookshops in Singapore would have another like a side business of having a cafe or having their space double up as event spaces. And mm. that's how they can earn a bit more. Yeah. And I think that is also mentioned in the bookshop in Hyun Nam Dong because she was like, oh, I can't just survive based on book selling, even though that is a passion. Mm. Yeah, so she was like, at first, she was not really the type that wants to do a lot of events, want to do a lot of other things. But she realized that in order for her to go into book selling, she has to do all those things. She explores uh, the verticals. Interesting. Yes. So there is something about starting a good business that you can pick up from in this book. Definitely. But. You know, what we do here on Read, we just pick books up that give us a lot of pleasure. And this is the book that we're focused on today. Welcome to the Hyunam Dong Bookshop. Huge hit in Korea and uh, already hit the bestsellers list here in Singapore. When you spoke with the author, did you get a sense of why she wanted to write this? Yes, yeah, so she wanted to write this because she wanted to read such a book and it didn't exist. So she was like... I will write it on my own. Oh, yeah. So I think one of my favorite bits is actually the author's note at the end of this book, where she kind of talked about why she wrote it. So if you don't mind, I read a little bit. I'd love that. Yes. So in the author's note, she said, "While I didn't plan out the plot before starting to write, I knew the atmosphere I wanted to create. I wanted to write a novel evoking the mood of Kamome Diner and Little Forest, a space we can escape to." A refuge from the intensity of daily life, where we can't even pause to take a breather. A space to shelter us from the harsh criticisms whipping us to do more, to go faster. A space to snuggle comfortably for a day. A day without something siphoning our energy, a day to replenish what's lost. A day we begin with anticipation and end with satisfaction. Oh, love that. Yes, I love that. Oh, that's... That's gorgeous, gorgeous. Shanatan joining us. We are getting to know the Singaporean translator for the Korean bestseller. Welcome to the Hyunam Dong Bookshop. Hyunam Dong is the area? Yeah, so Hyunam Dong is a fictional neighborhood in Seoul. And I think that is the most disappointing thing about the book because it does not exist in Seoul. <laughs> Can't go on a book tour. Yeah, I know, right? Because like after f- I finished that novel, the first thing I did was to Google Hyunam Dong. <laughs> is there such a neighborhood? And the answer is no. Oh. And when I read the reviews in Korean, a lot of readers in Korea did the same thing as I did. Oh. They went to Google and they were like, oh, I wish there is such a neighborhood. I mean, they know that this bookshop is fictional, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But, you know, they were thinking, at least if there's such a neighbourhood, I could go there, soak in the vibes, and maybe there's a bookshop. There. <gasps> well, maybe right? one day somebody will be- build a theme park around it, the way there's Harry Potter World. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would be a dream, right? A book theme park. I'm definitely going there. <laughs> How did you make this dream of transitioning to the literary world from the world of the Ministry of Trade uh, happen for yourself? Um, it's a lot of hard work also because there is a lot of uncertainty involved, as with everything. I mean, you want to jump to something brand new, there is no guarantee that it would work. So a lot of times it's more of like trying to explore, but I think I got really lucky with the mentorship program because like Anton He, he is so generous with his time, with his advice with everything and that is how I got my first book because he recommended me to Bloomsbury 
And you mean how generous is that, right? I need a book mentor. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all need like life mentors. I'll write that book then. <laughs> It has been an absolute joy speaking with you. Congratulations Thank on your you. success. So nice to know that there is the Singapore spirit in this book that it hopefully will take over the world. Oh, thank you. I would love that. I mean, bookshops. Bookshops should take over the world. I agree. What is your final word to listeners on why they might want to pick up this book? Well, this is a book for everybody. And also because it's Christmas. It's the best book gift that you can give to someone else, even if they do not read much, because like those chapters are really short and it makes for good bedtime reading until the end of the year. So wind down with Hugh Nam Dong. Well said. Let's get this on everybody's Christmas wish list. That's Shanna Tan. I'm Michelle Martin. I hope you'll put this on your Christmas wish list, everybody. The Korean bestseller, it's been translated to English with a Singaporean touch. Thanks to Shanna. Shanna, great to speak with you. Same here. This is Reed again. The title of the book is Welcome to the Hugh Nam Dong Bookshop. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.